0: If you like to do this, or that, or even that, and you want to stay with it, Emory's got your back, or your shoulder, or your hip, or your knee. Our sports medicine specialists treat more world-class, professional, and college-level athletes than anyone else in the state. We'll treat you like a pro and get you back in play. That's the Emory difference. Make an appointment at emoryhealthcare.org sports. Well, hello, Powerful manifester. This is Constance Arnold, host of the Think, Believe, and Manifest talk show. So grateful that you have joined me today from all over the world. And my goodness, I believe that you have been attracted to this show so that you can receive the downloads, the insight, the revelation, you know, just that one thing that one idea that you've been praying for seeking to really change your life. That's my story and I'm sticking to it. Well, how are you doing today? Uh, You know, I changed the way I'm uh, introducing or speaking to you because I want to say high power for manifester because that's who you are. You are the I am in the earth. I don't want to get too serious, Uh, but you know, every time you use I am, you know, I am a manifester. I am a powerful manifester. That's who you are. And I just wanted to remind you, it's a beautiful day here in the ATL. Autumn is slowly approaching y'all. I walked this morning and I had to wear long sleeves. I just love it. Uh, I love life totally, but I really love autumn and the fall. There's something about it that for me, it helps me to be more focused, more intentional, etc. Got a great show for you today. You know, I've had some. Powerful shows uh, with Dr. Barbara Franklin. If you have not heard that woman, you've got to go back and listen to that show. And then my show with Joel Salomon, where he talked about how to become a millionaire. So these are all things that that I, every week, I'm not going to say endeavor because I'm doing it, that it is my intention to bring to you in a spirit of excellence, the very best. The best experts, the best teachers, the best strategies, etc And not to mention my teaching, somebody sent me an email and they would like thanking me because I've done some powerful teaching over the last 60 days. So check it out. Just a couple announcements. Uh, Speaking of that, if this show is is blessing your life, I'm not going to say if. I'm going to say since this show is a blessing to you, I am thanking you in advance for your donation. You know, my principle is whatever blesses you, you bless. And it's the principle of give. So you could, there are two ways to do that. You could go to my website, fulfillingyourpurpose.com and click the donate button. Or you could cash at me at dollar sign Constance Arnold, no spaces. And just like the Bible says that when you give, it'll be given back to you. Einstein says that when you give, he, he, he calls it scientifically the boomerang effect it will what come back to you so thanking you in advance and of course follow me on social media on instagram and um, twitter i got that out law of attraction constance facebook coach with constance y'all better follow me on tiktok Law of Attraction, Constance, and, of course, my YouTube channel. So if this show is blessing you, tell five of your friends. You know, people are searching. Um, I have one friend, uh, one client in California. She tells all of her friends, all of her coworkers, because they saw such a dramatic change in her. So share, share, I, don't, don't make me a big secret. <laughs> share with your co-workers, share with your family members, because I believe in faith that every time I come on the show, that I'm coming in faith. I'm coming believing that something is going to happen. All right. I want to thank all of y'all for praying for me. I, I, my throat is much better. As a matter of fact, I'm gonna take a sip of tea. I've gotten so many remedies (laughs) via email. But I'm really excited about my last law of attraction manifesting mastermind. OMG. It's going to be October the 9th. That's every Saturday through November 13th. And I'm limiting it to 10 participants. Why 10? Because I want to connect with you, get to know you. I want you to connect with the other participants. I want to really create a a, a space of vulnerability. And, you know, you've already gotten enough information. You need to be coached. So what is it going to look like? Every Saturday, we're going to meet for two hours. So you're going to have a weekly coaching and teaching session. You're going to have an opportunity to sit in the hot seat weekly. What does that mean? If you want to ask the question, Constance, why haven't I manifested? Then I'm going to be coaching you one-on-one and it's going to be such a small group that I'll be able probably to get to everybody. Second thing, it's the third thing. Uh, You're going to have a private Facebook group where all of you can connect with each other uh, on social media. Every week you're going to receive notes. Uh, You're going to have an accountability partner. And you're going to have assignments. You're in school. So what you're doing, you're learning the principles of the universe. You're learning how to walk out um, manifestation principles and you're working with a master. My friends who've known me for 30 years said that I'm a master manifester. I don't know everything, but I do know that there are universal principles that are put into place. And no matter how much you pray, cry, believe... You have to tap into those principles in order to to, to manifest your dream life. So these are some of the things I'm going to be teaching, not all. Manifesting principles, I'm going to give you manifesting acceleration tools, how to take inspired action versus just, I call it fear-based action. How do you factor God in? How do you raise your vibration? How do you learn how to deal with your limiting beliefs? What if things have not happened for you Constance? I've read all of the books. What do you need to do next? What are your core beliefs? What role is your subconscious having in you manifesting? How do you implement incremental thinking and believing? All of that, that's what I'm gonna be talking about. So the full price is $600. You know, that's just $100 a week. Wow. My individual counseling sessions are more than that. And so, but I have two installment plans for you uh two installment payments so you can either pay it in full or you could use those two uh installment uh payments so some of you said the last time constance i should have been in your last mastermind well that's in the past and you know that mastermind is still meeting they are still connecting in whatsapp i also understand they are still working on some of the assignments that they had during the mastermind. It's going to be life-changing. So if you feel that you are ready, you're ready for the commitment, you're ready to go at, uh, at the end of the year with clarity, certainty, and you're tired of just being on your own, wishing and hoping, this law of attraction manifesting mastermind is for you first come first serve visit my website fulfillingyourpurpose.com i'm excited (laughs) y'all so we're gonna go to these quick commercials and then i'm gonna be right back with a great show Are you planning a motivational or training event for your company or organization? Look no further. Constance Arnold is an experienced, dynamic, and inspirational speaker and trainer. Constance has helped thousands and has a proven track record of 25 years as a keynote and leadership trainer for both private and public sector. Constance provides the latest cutting-edge breakthrough transformational principles that will align with your organization's vision. Participants will receive specific how to's for both personal and professional empowerment. Contact Constance and partner with her to begin creating your next successful event. Her website is www.fulfillingyourpurpose.com and email is constance at fulfillingyourpurpose.com. Well, everybody, I'm back and I'm really excited about my guest. Everybody, I'm back and really excited about my guest. I just hope I can pronounce his last name. My very special guest is Mr. Roy Beyond Kalana. He is a certified relationship coach, speaker, and author of the number one best-selling book, "Attracting Lasting Love: Breaking Free of the Seven Barriers That Keep You Single." And his passion is working with single adults who want to attract lasting love. <clears throat> I've been listening to him on the uh, 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 on the internet, and he really he has a wonderful spirit. Um, he's passionate about helping uh, people find love, and I want to uh, connect you to a powerful man. He is a former uh, PGA professional, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, he was a pastor that established a church and. And he just doing great and mighty things. So Roy, I'm not going to try to pronounce your last name. You Welcome great. to the Law of Attraction Radio <laughs> Network.
1: Yes, you did great. You pronounced it right. Roy Biancolana. <laughs> yeah. And I've had a, a number of interests in my life that have taken me all over the place. Um mm-hmm. but yeah, right now my heart beats, you know, because of my own journey, which maybe we get into, but it's all Absolutely. about helping single people. You know, attract something healthy and sustainable.
0: Okay. Tell us about your journey. Uh, did you have issues in relationships? Oh, God, yes. I know you did. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Tell us about that. And then I have tons of questions for you, Roy.
1: Yeah, yeah. I often say that I'm one beggar telling another beggar where to find bread, right? <laughs> so it's kind of like, yeah, so I was married for 19 years, and that relationship became a very a functional platonic co-parenting kind of thing, right? There wasn't much man, woman stuff. Mm. We didn't fight much. We didn't have sex much. We, but we raised the son together and it wasn't satisfying for either one of us. I initiated the divorce. And then of course, out of that, I, I did the typical thing. I just rebounded into the opposite, right? So it was all chemistry, all sex, At the time, it was pretty awesome because I had gone so long without that. Uh, But that relationship, we were together two and a half years. We got engaged. And about six months before the wedding, she dumped me. And that destroyed me. Mm -hmm. Like, I think it was the combination of the grief of that loss and my marriage, which I never really grieved because I just Mm -hmm. jumped from one relationship to another. But it all came down. And I really believe that I had what I would call a midlife crisis that lasted about a year, Mm -hmm. you know, where I didn't sleep well, I had heart palpitations, sweaty palms, obsessive thinking. I was not a very good father that year. I was certainly not very good in my profession. I was just a mess. And so then I made, looking back now, another mistake. At the time, I thought it was wise. (laughs) This is the part where I tell my clients, (laughs) if you just don't do anything I did. You're going to be <laughs> fine. Okay. Mm-hmm. So my first mistake was the rebound without really processing and growing and learning. I just jumped from one thing to another. Then this time with all that grief, I didn't know any way to deal with the pain other than I just joined four different dating sites to try to find, to meet someone new. Maybe mm-hmm. I could find a woman to help me forget about the last one. Right? Yeah. So in that process, I was never really available to these new women. Um, I thought I was, but I was still, I was sort of using them to get over the last one, you know? So I didn't know it consciously, but it wasn't fair. And you can imagine the amount of drama it created because I was presenting myself as available, as interested and stuff, but I really wasn't because I was still so hung up on my ex-fiance. So in the middle of all of that drama, I had a friend suggest that maybe I should hire a coach.
0: Hmm.
1: (laughs) Like, duh, right? But here's the funny thing about this. And here's maybe the first and maybe the most important thing I have to say on this entire podcast, okay? At the time, I really believed that that all of my love life problems from my ex-wife to my ex-fiance and all the internet dating things that were disasters and drama filled and so forth, I really thought it was all the woman's fault. Ah, I was pointing the finger. Oh, my ex-wife, blah, blah, blah. Oh, my ex-fiance. Oh, you crazy women online. It never occurred to me. It's funny now, but it never occurred to me that I was the common denominator in all of those pictures. It never occurred that maybe I had an issue or two or three or 20. <laughs> right? And so when that started to dawn on me that Roy, maybe you've got some blind spots maybe you've got what i would call a relationship persona you know some phony way of being in the world to try to get attention and affection mm-hmm. and feel safe and feel love or maybe my childhood conditioning and my childhood patterns are playing a part in this nightmare that i'm in that never occurred to me it was i was just pointing the finger and i never looked in the mirror but when i did under the help of a coach who would not let me get away with that. (laughs) She would not let me point the finger like, no, 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 no. This is your movie. You know, this is your life. You're responsible for it. I'm sure the women had issues, but what were you doing? What were you not seeing about yourself that was inviting the whole thing? Yeah. That was so powerful for me because the aha moment started to, to, to come. The insights popped. The self-awareness just kind of jumped off the charts as I began to see how I was really responsible for attracting these dynamics and creating this pain and the whole thing. And so that one move from feeling like whatever problems you have in your love life are because of them or my ex, right? And turning that and saying, not that they're off the hook and they don't have issues. But to really look in the mirror and say, "What am I missing about me? Yeah. What am I not facing here? What do I not see?" What you know—that is where you end what I call relationship Groundhog Day, right? Is because Good. if you don't look here, then whatever you're doing to attract these patterns is still going to attract these patterns. That's the—that's why I say about the law of attraction. I'm sure we'll get into this. The law of attraction is real, but that should scare the heck out of you because it it can work for you you or against you. You you attract who you are. Correct. Right. So it can work for you or against you. And if I didn't look in the mirror and kind of see my junk, then I would have kept attracting the same dynamics over and over and Mm -hmm. over again. So when you stop and you look and you quit pointing the finger, you can grow in your self-awareness. You can understand it, make changes in yourself. Now you're leveling up, you could say, because you always attract someone who's on the same level as you that's you know operating by the same state of consciousness because like attracts like. So, well, I'm sure we'll get into all that, but if there's somebody out there that is still feeling that their love life sucks because of them, you're missing it if yeah. you if you can swallow the ego enough which is hard to do but to swallow that enough to say okay i'm not letting them off the hook but man without me it would never have happened this way what am i missing about myself so that you don't repeat it again with a new guy or a new girl right? that would be the <laughs> that would be the worst thing you could do is just keep pointing the finger and take whatever issues you have into a new relationship and then do the same thing and end up in the same disappointing dynamic and having the same pain, you know, over and over again, which a lot of people can relate to, including me.
0: That's good. So I got tons of questions for you, Mm -hmm. Roy, you the man. So um, here we go. So, Mm -hmm. So what are some barriers, let me just say, first of all, I've been the show host for 12 years. Mm. The second question, I first one is money. Second one is love. How can I attract love, etc. Mm-hmm. So what do you feel like are some barriers that single people need to be aware of yeah. when they're searching for love or, or whichever direction you want to go to really share with single folk and um, what they should be. I know you got a fitness test and all right, right, right,
1: right. Yeah. Let me describe it this way. Okay. Um, because I really feel it's the biggest mistake that, that we make in our pursuit of intimacy. And so let me give you kind of a a metaphor, I guess it would be. So you and those who are watching or listening can imagine that let's just say you want to run on a triathlon, you want to compete in a triathlon. Okay. And you want to do really well. And so let's also imagine that I'm a triathlon coach, which I'm not, okay, Mm. but you're going to want to hire me to help you be successful in this triathlon. Okay. So we sit down and you start asking me questions as your triathlon coach. And you're asking me about how to survive in the water in the beginning, because it's a frenzy, how to transition from the water part to getting on the bike and then the bike to running. And you're out there all day. So, When do I eat? How much do I eat? How much water do I drink? And so forth. And where do I speed up on the course to make up some time? Where should I slow down? And now it starts to dawn on me as a coach that you're asking me important questions, but they're all about race day. They're all about the day of the race. Mm -hmm. And since I'm an experienced triathlete, now I'm a, I'm kind of retired and I'm a triathlete coach. I recognize you're not asking the real question. Not the most important one, which is how do I get my butt in shape for something like this? (laughs) Okay. How do I get prepared for race day? Because if you get on that starting line and you're 50 pounds overweight, you're not going to make it 500 yards in the water, much less two and a half miles. Right. So I'm like, okay, race day questions are important, but let's talk about getting you in shape. Because if you're not in shape, you'll never go the distance. That's the biggest mistake people make. They want to find a partner. So they ask questions about race day. And what's race day? That's good. Where do I meet them? How do I approach them? How do I get them to approach me? What do I say? How do I flirt? What should I wear, right? You're asking important questions, but you're putting a cart before the horse. The real question should be, am I in shape so that when I stand on that starting line, I can go the distance with this person. Am I prepared for something real? Because I consider the starting line in a relationship, whatever the moment is, or however it happens, it's when you're standing face to face with someone for the first time. Right. That you might meet him in church, you might meet him at a networking event, maybe a bar. I met my wife. City. I sat down next to her at a personal growth conference. I just sat down next to her. She's the prettiest girl in the room. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I sat down. That was the starting line. Okay. Now, if we're not in really good relationship shape, if our relationship muscles are not fit and strong, then I could have the best strategy on how to meet a woman or what to say or how to flirt and all that kind of stuff. But it's never going to go the distance because I'm not in very good relationship shape. So that that is the part that I want to sort of hammer home here okay. is to not ask so many questions about where do I meet them, but am I ready for something real? Am I ready to go the distance? And are my relationship muscles strong enough? Am I relationally in shape? You could say, am I, am I fit to be tied, <laughs> right? Am I really ready to go? Um, and that when I look back on my life, I wasn't no wonder why my, my relationships were a disaster. But when I met my wife that day, sitting at that conference, I had just spent two years with my coach, which is, that's an, that's an eternity in coaching. Okay. I later found out the woman I was flirting with. She had just spent two years with a therapist because her love life was a mess too. And she was working on her. So now we had both met, but we were prepared for the race. And we were able to connect. And like 18 months later, we got married. Okay. It's and so beautiful. that's my message is to work on you to get yourself in shape and to really ruthlessly sort of evaluate yourself because it's so easy for the ego to, Oh no, I've got it together. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's always their problem, their fault. You know, it's, you know, I'm God's gift. <laughs> Maybe I'm projecting because that's how I felt about me, yeah. but I, I I was not in very good relationship shape, and that's why my love life was a mess.
0: You know nothing but the truth, and you know as a therapist for thirty years, I always say if you don't deal with your stuff, your stuff deals with you, yep. and the patterns in relationships kind of is an indicator of what's going on with you. So, what are some ways that people can get in shape?
1: Well. What I do in my my newest book, you mentioned my my second book, which, which is called Attracting Lasting Love. Mm-hmm. By the way, I have my own podcast too. It's called the Attracting Lasting Love Podcast.
0: I saw that. But my
1: yeah, my newest book is right here. It's relationship boot camp. So you're getting Ooh. the fitness metaphor, right? Relationship boot camp hardcore training for life, love, and the pursuit of intimacy. I okay? love that. So I use the fitness metaphor to kind of make it interesting and more fun to read. And what I've identified in the book are seven relationship muscles that I find they need to be strong. If you want a relationship to be healthy and go the distance. Okay. So the way you get in shape is you sort of learn about the seven muscles and then evaluate yourself. Are those muscles in me strong or do they need to get, get stronger? Am I weak in some areas and strong in others? And that's what I think most people will find, that they might be pretty strong in a couple of the areas, but pretty weak in some. And so it's just about doing the work, working on yourself, getting yourself really in relationship shape so that whenever God, the universe, whatever you want to call it, whenever life decides to make you bump into someone, it's like that old Reese's peanut butter commercial, you know, where a person's walking with chocolate, they come oh, yeah, around a corner funny. And the other person's got peanut butter and they bump into each other. It's like, oh man, we are good together. <laughs> right. So, however, it happens, you want to make sure that you're ready to go whenever life does its mystery, because you never know how you're going to meet someone. I mean, you could do it online, that people, it does happen that way, but you might meet somebody at a conference like I, I did or at the grocery store. You never know when you're going to bump into someone. The issue is, are you ready? Should life do something magical for you? You don't want to, yeah, you don't want to meet somebody that's fantastic and then screw it up because you've you've got some stuff that you haven't worked on, right? So we could talk about a couple of the muscles. that yeah, always gonna, fun. Yeah,
0: yeah, give us a couple of the muscles that you feel people need to work on.
1: Yeah, I'll talk about the one that is probably the juiciest. Okay. And also maybe the hardest one, but it will sabotage you like nothing else. And that is your relationship to your past, right? All the stuff that you've been through, that past can be something that just happened or it can be something that's happening. Meaning the past can still be alive in us, right? It can often say that sometimes we get in a relationship and it's like a menage a trois from hell. It's like, it's me and you and my past, (laughs) The three of us are in this relationship, right? So most of us have had some bumps and bruises. Now, some people have been through severe trauma. They've been, they've been raised in addiction surroundings, abusive surroundings, abandonment surroundings. And so they've got some heavy duty work to do right. to, to not carry that stuff with them. Right, and bring it into another relationship and so forth. So, but not all of us have that kind of trauma, but we've all been deceived or lied to or ghosted or gaslighted. We've all been bumped and bruised, broken up with, you know, that kind of stuff happens. I often joke the only people in the world that don't have baggage are the little babies in the maternity ward. <laughs> the only ones. Sure. Everybody else has got some baggage. Mm-hmm. So having baggage isn't the problem. It's what are you doing with it? How alive is it in you? And when you have that pain from the past, that's still alive. It's going to make you have a guarded heart because there's an instinct for survival. Like I don't want to get hurt again. I, I don't want to get, you know, deceived or betrayed. And so we end up, if the past has not been let go of, if we haven't really processed it, we bring it with us, and then we have a guarded or suspicious heart. We, we build a wall around us. The wall is there to keep us safe, but the wall will keep you single because nobody can get in. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So a lot of work, sometimes people have to do some work on things they've been through because it's so easy. If you've been cheated on by your last three partners, okay? Then when I walk up to you and I say, "Hello, my name is Roy." There is no way that you're going to look at me and have your arms wide open. "Hey, Roy, you know, let's dance, right? Let's play. Like I'm open to you. I'm I'm responsive." There's no way you're you're going to be wondering, "Are you going to cheat on me too? Are you a liar?" Right? And and I as a as a good man as a I'm, I can tell when you're not open to me, when you're not responsive, I, I can tell there might be something there. I don't really know what it is, but I can feel the energy of it. Right. And, you know, I don't want to bring a sledgehammer on a date and try to break down your wall. I'm just going to go to that girl over there who's got her arms wide open. Let's dance. Let's play. Right. Cause she's not, she's not saying, come to me, but stay away. Right. She's right. So we have to work through the pain. Otherwise, when you meet someone new, you're going to hold them accountable for other people's sins, for other sure. people's stuff. And you're going to project it, right? This is this is the psychological term. We just project things onto a person and, and it's not fair. They're a new person. They might be a very trustworthy person, but you might not give them a chance. You might not have an openness. And in that initial meeting where, where you can feel each other's Flow, you can feel each other's energy. You might wonder, like, why am I not getting a second date? Like, or why am I, why is that person not? We chatted for a while, but they didn't ask for my phone number, right? And a lot of times they don't. Well, it might be because they sensed something, a resistance of some kind, a, a protectiveness or a guardedness. And all of that is understandable if you've been hurt and betrayed. But you just have to do the work to let that go so that you're able to stand in front of someone with a clean emotional slate. You mentioned people that I used to be a professional golfer, okay? I still play a little tournament here locally (laughs) once in a while because I I love to play and compete. Um, But all of sports psychology is, all it is about is how do you forget the last shot or the last pitch or the last at bat and come to this one with no history? Just this shot, this at bat. So all of sports psychology is only about learning to have a clean emotional slate. Because if I'm in the batter's box and I'm like, oh, I haven't gotten a hit in a month, uh, I, I keep missing the ball. Well, there's no way I'm going to get a hit because I'm I'm messed up, right? And same in golf. Oh, my last shot was went way, way way to the right. Now I'm going to overcompensate. I'm just I'm just emotionally I'm a mess. Okay. Now we do that in our love lives all the time. We, we carry this with us and we don't have a clean emotional slate. So I can't meet you and actually give you a chance to demonstrate who you are, to show me who you are, because I'm already projecting something. And so everything gets started in a weird way. And a person can feel it and then they're they're not asking you for a second date and stuff like that so that that's was a, a long diatribe but that's the the juiciest kind of the ugliest dirtiest but most important work that we have to do that we we got to let go of our baggage and and there's a way to do it right I mean there's there's a process and I, this is what I do with my clients all the time and I'm sure is you as a therapist that's what you do too is there's a way, to really look back at what what's happened and learn lessons from it, to process the feelings, the bitterness, the anger, the, the regret, um forgiveness issues. You know, there's there's ways of letting it go if you're if you're willing to kind of do that work. And I'm just sitting here saying, if you don't, you are gonna make your love life is gonna be disappointing. It, because you're, you're gonna bring it with you and it's just gonna create more problems. So that's
0: good. So what's an I just got hot, um Roy. <laughs>
1: you, you're oh, loving just, this conversation.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I forgot to turn my air on. So, <laughs> so so give us another muscle. That was so great. And I have a large um follow, a male following, and mm-hmm. I'm so glad that you're sharing as a okay. male because guys, I love you guys, but typically, you know, it's out of, especially out of a marriage and divorce. And I'm like, you just been divorced three months and you're in love and engaged. Right. So, so uh, I'm, I'm really so glad that you're sharing so that the guys yeah. who are listening, you know, okay. would really feel it. So what's another muscle that you feel that really people need to take really deal with or
1: develop? Absolutely. And this one, it also applies to women, but I think this one, and and of course, we're going to be a little stereotypical here, which Mm -hmm. I get it, right? But it's your relationship to your to emotion.
0: Okay. That's
1: good. Emotions are the touch point of a relationship. And here's where I get stereotypical. I find that most men are not very emotionally intelligent. We don't understand that realm as well as most women do. It's like women come from the factory with a little bit more of a sense of feelings and emotions and, and that kind of stuff. We're, we're not as good as, at, uh, at that. And I don't think any good woman expects a man to be able to keep up with her emotionally, mm-hmm. but she does want to know he's got a heart. Yeah, she do not want to be with Mr. Tin Man, right? Or that from The Wizard of Oz, or there's mm-hmm. nothing in there, you know, it's hollow. So we have to, especially men have to learn How do, what do we do with our own feelings? Most of them, we just bury them or they just come out as anger. So we don't know how to be with our own feelings to feel them. We don't know how to express them in a healthy way. Um, And we certainly don't know how to be with other people's emotions. Too many men are, you know, a woman gets upset. Oh, you should go talk to your girlfriend about about that. I'm going to go watch ESPN. And I'm like, you're going to be single in a minute. You keep doing that, right? A, a, a man has to learn how to contain and be with an emotional creature. I often joke with guys like, if you don't, if you don't want to deal with emotions, then just be gay or something, okay? Because, mm-hmm. but if you want to date a woman, she's an emotional creature, we are. and if and you you you've got to be able to flow with that. You've got to be able to stand in her passion, in her fury, in her love in her fear, in her sadness, you, you've got to be able to be big enough to contain the energy that she brings. And if she feels like you can be present with her in that, that's the the sexiest thing in the world to a woman. Mm -hmm. Like you, you're, you're, you're a big enough dude to handle me. Like I don't have to, so so many women feel like I got to play small around men. I got to diminish myself. I've got to, hide my radiance in some way because it will overwhelm this guy. Right? Well, that's no way to live, right? You know, you don't want to be that. You want to be able to be fully who you are and this guy won't collapse under the pressure of just your aliveness, mm-hmm. right? So that's a huge issue for men to learn about the emotional realm. Where do we learn about that? They teach that in church? I never heard it. Mm-hmm. They teach it in school? No. I mean, Did you learn it from your father? (laughs) Chances are you didn't. He didn't have a clue either, right? So we men are not taught about this stuff. Um, So we enter into these relationships with you beautiful creatures, and we are completely unprepared to be with our feelings and your feelings and handle all that. And so that just creates nightmares and drama and usually getting divorced or dumped, okay? So, but this is also an issue for women too. Women are... They're more comfortable in the emotional realm, but that doesn't mean they really know how to, how to feel their feelings and express them in healthy ways. Yeah. Sometimes people, we can blame people for how we feel. We can project it. We can think people are supposed to fix it for us. And right. So even women need to grow in their level of emotional intelligence. It's just that you guys start, you're more comfortable in that, in in the room. The topic is like, yeah. Oh, I'm, I, I'm with it for a guy like emotions. It's like, uh, uh, can we talk about sports or something? (laughs) Okay. And I'm being very stereotypical. So there there are some guys who are very emotional, intelligent. You're just probably not listening to this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) So, so that, that's, that's that's a major one that I think touches men in a significant way.
0: So let me ask you about the law of attraction, because having been on here for 12 years You know, how do I I guess I've had guests who taught on attracting your soulmate, getting the vibration of love, attracting love, Mm -hmm. expound on that. What's your take on that?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I said it earlier and I'll expound on it, that the law of attraction can work for you or against you. It's important to know that if the law of attraction is a law that you don't choose it, you don't wake up and say, you know, today I'm going to use the law of attraction. No, you don't wake up and say, today I'm gonna to use gravity, or today I'm not gonna use gravity. No, you don't have a choice with gravity. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> right? It's it's always operating, and the law of attraction is always operating. Now the issue is is it operating for you or is it operating against you? Let me give you a story about this. Okay. Okay. So I I grew up, and again, the law of attraction basically means to keep it simple, like attracts like, okay. I grew up learning from my first girlfriend, my mother, okay, that the way I got close to my mother was she was kind of a harsh, demanding kind of caregiver. Um, She wasn't very emotionally available. She was kind of business-like in a sense, Um, a little on the critical side, a little on the The aloof side, you could say. But as a little boy, I want to be close to my mom. And what I learned was the more I made my life be about taking care of her, the more mama was happy, the more I set aside my agenda, what I wanted, what I needed. And I was like, Mommy, I'll be a good boy. Like, what can I do for you? You know, can I fulfill your agenda? Um, The more I did that, I felt more attention and affection. I felt closer to her. Okay. I remember even my dad at one point telling me, I can still see his face saying this to me, son, don't fight her. Just, just go with it. Just do what she wants, man. It'll be better for you. it will be better for all of us. Just, I know you want to do this or you want to do that. You want to do your own thing, son, but I'm telling you, it's just right. So even my dad played into this. So I, I learned to be good boy. I learned to be what I call in my first book, which is on top of my head there, um, the world's greatest boyfriend, because what I learned from my mother is like the way you get attention and affection from a beautiful woman is about making your life be about taking care of hers. Mm -hmm. So now I'm 40 years old and I'm kind of Roy, the rescuer where I see the way I get a woman to love me or want me is if I take care of her is if I show up as Roy the Rescuer, just being the world's greatest boyfriend. It's one of my chapters in my first book, world's greatest boyfriend. So here I am as a 40, 45-year-old, thinking I'm just a nice guy, but not really realizing that I'm driven by fear. Like If I am not the world's greatest boyfriend, if my life is not about... I mean, I was I'd meet a woman within two weeks, I would be basically cleaning her house, raising her children, Washing her car, being her masseuse, um, doing her laundry, cutting her grass. Okay, I was doing all this stuff in exchange for she would take care of me. If you know she what would I mean, love you. Okay? Yeah, yeah, we love me and physically love me. That's all part mm-hmm. of the part of the thing, right? But I was this Roy the rescuer. That's the way I saw him. That's why I thought I would get attention and affection from a woman. Now, what kind of women did that attract? Remember, like attracts like. So if I'm a rescuer, well, I'm going to attract women who feel they need rescuing. Mm -hmm. So what I started to attract in my life were women who had high-powered careers, made a ton of money, were single mothers, and they were overwhelmed. They had so much going on. They couldn't handle it. They couldn't do their careers and work 60 to 70 hours a week and raise their kids and manage their household. And they were just scattered and crazy. And here comes the world's greatest boyfriend Mm -hmm. and you see how we fit together. So I was in this rescuing belief that the only way a woman will ever want me is if I deny my own wants and my own needs and who I am. And I'm just here to take care of you and whatever Then I attract women who can't, they're, they're just damsels in distress. So damsels in distress go with rescuers. That's the law of attraction. As long as I'm a rescuer, I will only attract a damsel. It can't be otherwise because think of it this way. You remember when you were a kid, you made made a puzzle, like a thousand piece puzzle mm-hmm. and every piece of the puzzle has a certain shape and it doesn't go with any old piece. It goes with its reciprocal match, right? They fit together <laughs> and you've got to find the fit. So, when you have what I call a relationship persona, like I did, and we all have one, okay? we we you do not come out of your childhood without learning that I got to be a certain kind of boy or a certain kind of girl to feel safe, to get attention, to get love, okay? You have a certain psycho-emotional shape, and that shape goes with a certain match. My shape was being a rescuer, being the world's greatest boyfriend, and I fit with damsels in distress who were highly sexual women okay so we we fit together right now it falls apart whatever somebody doesn't do their job because at one point in my life i didn't i i kind of got tired of raising her kids it's like they're your kids like you're working 80 hours a week what, what are you doing like you're a workaholic i don't want to be cleaning and doing your kids laundry and stuff like this. Cause I already had her, right? We were already in a relationship and I, I don't want to keep functioning this way. I wasn't doing it because it was the way I wanted to express love. There's nothing wrong with being a Mr. Mom. If that's how you want to express love, express it. But I was not expressing love. I was coming from fear. Like you won't love me unless I'm this way. And I started getting tired of operating from a fear. And the minute I stopped being a rescuer, the whole relationship so went on tilt. Way. It leads the drama. Okay. So the law of attraction basically means that whatever persona you're coming with, you will attract its reciprocal playmate. And it has to be that way. Because when I went online and did online dating, I met a number of really amazing, beautiful, successful women who did not, they were not damsels in distress. They had busy careers. They were single mothers but they didn't need me to rescue them they they wanted support they wanted to be loved they but they didn't need me to kind of come in like superman and take they they were offended when i would act like a rescuer it turned them off because they weren't a damsel in distress but when i met women who were kind of a damn oh they loved me oh my god i was the world's greatest boyfriend cuz right because we fit together in our neurosis <laughs> We have matching neurosis and that's the law of attraction. It will work for you. The healthier you are, the more free of the relationship persona thing you are. And the more you're coming from your authentic self, the non-fearful place inside of you, you will attract someone who's also coming from the non-fearful place. And now you can do something beautiful. But if you're coming from that fearful place in some sort of persona that's based on your childhood you're going to attract someone else who's also coming from the same place. And you're going to do that. You're going to do that kind of yucky thing. That's going to turn into drama and disappointment and you're going to get divorced or dumped. And, and I've just lived it. So that's my thing about the law of attraction. Oh yeah. It's working, but you got to that's be good. careful to do your work. So it doesn't work against you.
0: So we just have about five more minutes, man. Mm-hmm. It went by too quick.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: so Roy, give us another nugget and then I want people to really get your website information. I know you do, uh, um, you do a free consult if people are interested yeah, in coaching. Of course. We'll give right. them all of that. So, so what do you feel like people need right now oh, doing this I, oh, pandemic? Got it. Okay. Right. Got it. Come on. give what it What you, me.
1: what you need is you need to discover what your current relationship fitness level is. It's like. If you want to buy a house, one of the first things you do is you check your credit rating because nobody's going to give you any money if you've got a bad credit rating. Mm -hmm. So you want to find out like, what is my credit rating? And and if it's low, how can I raise it? So somebody will give me a bunch of money to buy a house. (laughs) Okay. So same thing here. You want to know what your current relationship fitness level is, because if it's not, if you're not, if these relationship muscles aren't strong, and I only mentioned two. I mentioned your relationship with your emotions and your past. There's one about your relationship to your mind, that little voice in your head. There's one about your relationship to your inner truth, the communication muscle. Okay. Um, So you want to make sure that you're in shape so that you create something healthy. And that means you, you got to find out where you are now. So I tell people, if you went to the gym and you hired a personal trainer to help you get in shape, Okay, you tell them your goal. Okay, I want to lose this amount of weight or I want to have this body shape or something. That's your goal. Okay, the Mm -hmm. trainer says, good. I know where you want to get, where you want to get to. But if he's a good trainer, the first thing he's going to do or she's going to do is put you through a bunch of assessments to see where you are now. Once he knows or she knows where you are now, then they can put a plan to get you where you want to go. It's the Same with your love life. I want to be your trainer. And I know what you want. You want a healthy, sustainable, intimate, amazing, earth-shattering relationship, okay? Where are you starting from, though? What's your current fitness level? If we can find out where you're strong, where you're weak, then I can put a plan together to get you where you want to go. So the best thing I can offer you right now is something that's right on my website. It's called the Relationship Fitness Self-Assessment Test. It's a 30-question true-false test takes about four minutes to complete. You get your results immediately. It is absolutely confidential. Even I don't see your results. I just get notified that someone took the test, Mm -hmm. but I don't see what happens. And you will get results immediately and you'll be put playfully into one of five categories, depending on how you answer. You're either going to be ripped and nobody's ever scored that. Okay. <laughs> nobody's perfect. Nobody's nobody's in perfect relationship shape. All right. Right. If they if they are, they would never take that test because they're already just killing it. Right. So you're either ripped or you're skinny fat. Okay. <laughs> okay. Or you're overweight, unhealthy, or you're in the category that both my wife and I were in before we did our work with our respective coaches or therapists. Okay. Like I took, even though I wrote the test, I took my own test from the way I thought back in the day, back. Mm-hmm. right? And my wife did too. And we both came out in the worst category, dangerously out of shape, which made sense. My love life was a disaster. So was hers. Okay. So don't be surprised if you don't get glowing results. If you got glowing results, you probably wouldn't be listening to this. You would just be enjoying wonderful relationships with everyone your kids your siblings your parents your friends your coworkers you know an intimate partner so there's a good chance that you might get a little gut check like hmm, you need to get in better shape but either way i would think it would be so important for you if you want to be in a healthy relationship that you find out okay i know it's it's my test so it's not like the gospel truth okay don't don't i'm not being grandiose with it but at least you would get a relationship expert's opinion On how relationally fit are you? And then you can do with that information, whatever you want, because when you get your results, I'm going to give you recommendations from whatever category you're in. There's specific recommendations on how to get yourself in better shape. Okay. So that's what I encourage you to do. Go to coachingwithroy.com. It's really easy. Coachingwithroy.com right on the homepage. You can't miss it. Relationship fitness self-assessment test. You click on it, you take it. You find out where you're starting. And then if you want to consider me as your personal trainer, my phone number is right on the homepage, my cell phone number, like right here, you just text me. We can have a free conversation to talk about my program, what's going on with you and see if we connect, if we have some chemistry and maybe we work together and get you in shape and attract lasting love.
0: I tell you, Roy, I love your spirit. I love your energy. I, I can tell you really excited about what you're doing, right?
1: I am. Yeah, <laughs> I am. I am. Because I've lived it. That's the thing. Yeah. This is not a job to me. This is a calling.
0: Yeah, it's like I was, was going to say
1: that. Yeah. After I worked with my coach, I became the coach because I, but I've got to do for other people what my coach just did for me. Yeah. All right. She made me look in certain places and ask certain questions that are repeatable. They're transferable. And you can have the same results I've gotten if you do the same kind of work that I did. And that's why I'm a coach, just to kind of pass it along to other people.
0: Well, everybody, I want you to go to his website. All of my listeners know I'm, I'm big on coaching. I'm a, I, I've had the same coach for 25 years. Mm. I coach once a month. Mm. Whether it's good, bad, ugly, or indifferent. And right. so you guys know that everybody who comes on my show, that uh, I believe that it's divine. And um, uh, Roy is very passionate. He knows his stuff. I, I like it because he's strategic. He, he goes from the inside out. So visit his website. Um, take that test. Uh, follow him. And, um, we need, I'm glad to see some, uh, some great male coaches who have mm. been there, done that, who can help bring uh, the rest of the people along. And so, so grateful to have this encounter with you, Roy.
1: Oh, thank you so much. It's been a wonderful conversation.
0: And Roy is in Chicago mm-hmm. where my niece lives. And I told him. I've been all over the world, but never to Chicago yeah. and i uh, going to have to come there. But uh, so grateful you shared some wisdom nuggets and, you know, everybody listen to this over and over again, share it with your friends, with your co-workers, mm-hmm. put it on your timeline on your social media. And um, thank you again, Roy. So everybody, mm-hmm. as I say every week. I I want you to make a decision to get happy, stay happy, be happy, and see what happens. Hmm. Have a great week.
1: Thank you for listening to Think, Believe, and Manifest. Constance Arnold will be back next week with another great show just for you. For more information, please visit fulfillingyourpurpose.com. Bissell air purifiers capture allergens,
0: pet dander, even smoke. They're powerfully effective with three-stage filtration, including a HEPA filter. Get simply clean air in every room from Bissell, a trusted brand in home care.